0: It up this morning in Corinthians, and I, I could spend a long time, in fact, I, I'm hoping to get to John 11 because I, I really want to talk about that story of Jesus and Mary and Martha and Lazarus because uh, it's found in St. John the 11th chapter because it's a powerful, powerful story that uh, has a lot of biblical truths in it that apply and especially when dealing with why but when you realize that Paul in some of his writings and in, in his writings to the Corinthians talked about praying for healing and he did not receive it he prayed earnestly he said he sought the Lord not once not twice but three times and uh, then here was a man who's uh, uh, laying hands on people and people are seeing he's seeing them getting healed and whatever it was that this became a thorn in the flesh that Greek word that he used is a stake driving into me uh, was not just you know whether it was his eyes or whether it was something else we we know Paul had, uh, it was intense. It was not just oh well, it's okay. And he started in in this fourth chapter of Second Corinthians, saying we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And I mentioned that to you today about the potter and all of that bearing about in our flesh the dying of our Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be manifest in our body. He goes on in that fourth chapter to say for all things are for your sakes imagine he turned what he was going through on its ear by simply saying if i if i'm not going through this for me then i must be going through it for you now wow i mean you talk about i don't i especially don't like to suffer when I feel like I don't deserve suffering and I don't like to go through something when I feel like I but to imagine that I'm gonna write a letter to a bunch of heathens (laughs) who live in Corinth and I'm gonna say I'm going through this not for me but for you Uh, Paul that was a pretty heavy thing he said why that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. So in other words, that when you see me going through my suffering, so that you might praise the Lord. And that's how sometimes we are, we respond. And we understand that because when we see people that we know are going through something and they begin to respond, what happens to the rest of us? We respond, wow, to the glory of God. And you say, oh, pastor, I don't want to have to go through it for that. I, I You know, we, we, I'm not saying that we, you have to go through so that I'll praise the Lord. But if that's the only thing that is the only reason you can figure out, say, Lord. I'll go through it so that I can just come into church. If I'm coming in with a walker, if I'm coming in just barely making it so that somebody will say, praise the Lord. I know they are, huh? Amen. Wow, what it does to a service. Well, look, and and then he calls it this. Though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed. A light affliction, but is for a moment works an exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look, and I read that this morning, at the things that are seen. And not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. And so it becomes, does he care? Why are you sleeping? We mentioned that this morning. But notice what he wrote to the church at Ephesus. Similar thing. He said, don't faint at my tribulations. What did he tell them? I'm going through stuff for you. Which is... who. Now that's a different way of looking at what you're going through. When you start to ask why, as my wife said, it begins to magnify God. What are you saying? Well, I don't know. Maybe God will use this to bring glory. Hallelujah. Maybe what I'm going through will make somebody worship the Lord like they've never worshiped the Lord because they see a miracle. Hallelujah. Well, I don't want to be that miracle. I don't want to have a testimony. I don't want to go through the test. First part of the testimony is the worst. Right. <laughs> You know, but he, Paul, said to the church at Ephesus, "Faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory." And he said, "For this cause I bow my knees under the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, that." You might be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, being rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth, length, depth, height, and to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. He said, I'm going through my tribulations so that you'll get a blessing. man you say well I don't want need the church to get this blessed <laughs> wait a minute I can't be selfish if and I'm sorry, and I know we have numerous ones that I can go through that have suffered the loss of spouses, and that have suffered the loss of health, and that have suffered the loss of so many different things, but when I see them come in, and they still raise their hands, and they praise the Lord, when I see them faithful, when I see them here on the firing line, it begins to, what does it make me do? It, I begin to redound to the glory of Almighty God, hey, praise God, if they Can praise God, I can praise God. If they can be faithful, I can be faithful. If they can raise their hands, huh? Oh I'm going through it on a job. I'm going through it emotionally. I'm going through it. I, and whenever I, I begin to hear, we share the stories and whether it's ladies' prayer, we read and we hear and we know and, and you know the church congregation, how it is and folks know, oh, their sister so-and-so, I know what she's struggling with. I know where she is. I know where he is. I know what they're going through. I know how lonely they must feel. I know, oh, but when I see them making it, baby able to come into the house of the Lord and to raise their hands and to praise God in spite of the valley in spite of the trial it makes me redound to the praise and magnification of almighty God I say there's got to be something to it if they can praise God I can praise God if they can worship God I can worship if they can be faithful I can be faithful you say oh well it, it, it impacts us that way. All of us would be. A, a, and I know it's here on a Sunday night. and we're. But we, we would all testify of that. Simon Peter wrote. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. We are kept by the power of God. Everybody say that. Faith unto salvation. Faith unto salvation. How many want to be kept by the power of God unto faith? Through faith unto salvation. Amen. All right. That sounds powerful, doesn't it? Whew. Kept through faith. Let's keep reading. Simon's writing a good story here. Amen. Ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice. Though now, for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go back to the power of God through faith unto salvation. Don't explain it further, Simon. Just stay right there. Faith unto salvation. Power of God. He goes, you're going through manifold temptation. Let me read the next verse. That the trial of your faith "...being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom not..." having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not yet believing. You don't have any evidence that he is coming, but you keep believing it. There is no evidence that he is fixing to turn this around, but I keep believing it. I keep holding on to it. I keep... When rejoice with joy unspeakable... But I I, I thought we were in heaviness of manifold temptation. But you know what? I keep believing. I keep believing. I keep believing. And he says, receive the end of your faith, which is what? Simon, you ever gone through anything? Oh, yeah. Right now I'm in heaviness of manifold temptation. But I keep believing that I know it's going to, I know in whom I have believed oh you say but pastor you don't understand this is why John wrote he wrote of course John the 11th chapter but in the in his book 1 John the 3rd chapter he said behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God the world doesn't know us they didn't know him but now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be but we, we know that when he shall shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and every man that has this hope in him purifies himself as he is pure what do you mean? I keep hanging on to the hope in him one of these days he's coming back for this purpose the son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil you know what the works of the devil are? Thorns, pain, steal, kill, destroy, sickness, separation, tragedy. Your family ever had anything stolen, killed, destroyed, health, sickness, huh? He said the Lord was made, came so that he would make manifest the works of the devil. You say, well, I don't understand, you know, what the Lord is doing i'm telling you he is showing the world a testimony that somebody is able to go through the worst that this old world can offer and they'll still praise god they'll still love god they'll still be faithful you become a testimony to the power of god to change my heart and mind and life i should curse god and die no Job, i'm going to keep blessing I'm going to keep blessing the Lord. Why am I going through it? Because you are a testimony to how God is able to transform somebody. Sure, I mean, people get mad if you cut off in front of them. Much less mad if all of a sudden something's going on in their health. Much less mad if they have a face of tragedy. I can't tell you the number of people that I have said I could never serve a God that allowed. Think about it. Allowed X Y X Y X Y X Y, huh? But you're seeing testimonies of people they've been hit. They've been punched. They've been attacked. They've had hell. They, Oh, yeah. God had not healed them all. Oh, some, yeah. But they've buried loved ones. They've, done, they've gone to the tomb. They, but you know what? They keep redounding to the praise and the glory of God. Why? Why? Because one day they realize I have a treasure in an earthen vessel. This is not about who I am. This is about who he is. I have magnified the Lord, the Lord is great and greatly and greatly to be praised and I have that hope in him. And you know and, and the point of all this is, you know I don't understand his purpose but can I still trust him? You say, well, why is he doing this? I don't know. Can you trust him? What did Solomon write in Proverbs? Trust in the Lord with all thy heart? Lean not to your own. So when somebody said, well, I don't understand it. I said, okay, that means you got to trust in the Lord. Right. What? I don't understand why they talked to me that. I don't understand why they did that. Well, guess what? I don't either. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You say, but you know, my heart is broken. He's silent. He doesn't even seem to care he didn't even bother to show up that's where John the 11th chapter starts coming in remember Bible says you can read it I didn't even put all the verses in there I tried to read part of them but it was just too many I I didn't want to overwhelm you with but to go home and read John the 11th chapter read it carefully A certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, a town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary that anointed the Lord with her ointment and wiped her feet with his hair, her whose brother Lazarus was sick. So we know that she knew the Lord and Martha knew the Lord and Mary. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord and they put a little bit of a G and S. Anybody know what G and S means? I've known people that use a little G and S. It's called guilt and shame. You know. Are you going to talk that way to the mother that gave you life? (laughs) It's a little G and S, you know. We use a little guilt on you and Mary Martha said Lord behold whom thou lovest is sick now what was that a subtle way of saying huh if you love me you'd clean the kitchen now, I know we don't use guilt and shame GNS when we talk to people but whom thou lovest when Jesus heard that he said this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby and the Bible then reiterates now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus and when he heard that he was sick, what did he do? Waited two whole days. But wait a minute, I thought you said you love me, Lord. Why didn't you show up Johnny on the spot? And the disciples keep saying, well, you know, Lazarus is pretty sick. And for them to come, yeah, pretty sick. I think he's sick. And Finally, Jesus said, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him out of his sleep. And uh, one of them, Thomas, we'll read later, says, Lord, we can't go to Jerusalem, we can't go to Bethany because there are people there and it's politically crazy right now. And and if you go, they're going to kill you and we're all going to die. You read the whole story. And then they said, well, you know what? If he's not already dead, you know, if he's dead, we'll go die with him. And, and if he's not dead, it's a miracle. And then when he shows up, Martha said unto Jesus, what did she say? If thou hadst been here, does she have faith that God could? could heal him? Did she have faith that Jesus could touch him? Yeah. She had faith. She had a lot of faith. She said, if you'd have been here, Lord, my brother would not have died. Now, I know that's that's kind of hard. Lord, if you would have showed up, I know, I believe that you could have healed. I believe you could have touched. And Jesus, of course, says to her, oh, Martha is going to live again. Martha even had faith in the future. Remember what she said?
1: I know that he shall
0: rise in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever shall liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She gets into talking about believing. She believed that Jesus could have healed her. She believed that he could raise him in the resurrection. She believed. And, and so what the Lord was basically saying is when you're going through it, Martha, you got to keep believing. You got to keep trusting. You know, because no matter when you think it's over, it's not over right. until the Lord says it's over. Right. And even what we call over when they wheel the body out and they put them in, it still isn't over until that last trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ i know that's hard to say that's hard to preach we look at it as finality and it's over but when it's not going to be over until he says well done thou good and faithful servant what are you saying i'm saying in the resurrection i you know what i'm going to keep believing as the three hebrew boys did we don't know if we're going to be delivered from this but what we do know is he is able i don't know what what's going to happen in this situation but what I do know is he is able I can pray and believe for God to perform a miracle of healing up until the last breath is taken and then I pray and say Lord there's one more miracle that I'm praying for and that's resurrection morning I'm praying for resurrection morning it's going to this grave's not going to hold this body down you say Are you believing all the way past the what we would say? The end? Absolutely. Absolutely I believe that far. And I I realize sometimes I'm like Habakkuk. Old Testament, you remember? Prophet? He starts in asking why. Oh Lord! Our people are in captivity. And there's there's enemy all around. How long shall I cry and you won't hear? You're crying out of violence and you're not saving. Show me, Lord, my, you know. Why are you, why are you attacking me, Lord? Causing me to behold grievance, spoiling and violence are before me. And they rise up strife and contention. So you know what the Lord just did? You can read it in Habakkuk. He just starts telling Habakkuk, let me tell you why I'm doing this, and he starts telling Habakkuk all the reasons why he's doing it, because all the sin that they had. And then you read what Habakkuk said. He said, oh, whoa, 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 I didn't need to know all of that. He said, Lord, that's way more than I, I, yeah, I was asking. I was asking for you to tell me, and then he basically says, oh no, Lord, please, please don't do all that. The Lord says, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. That's how long? You're going to go through it, Habakkuk. Children of Israel are going through it, Habakkuk. And he says, oh Lord, don't tell me anymore. And so you know what, Habakkuk then starts how he responds to that. Thou didst walk through the sea with your horses through the heap of great waters. when I heard my belly trembled, my lips quivered at your voice, rottenness, it filled my bones. I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. when He cometh up to the people, he will invade them with his troops. Lord is fixing to just tear up, tear up, tear up, tear up. And then what are you going to, how are you going to respond Habakkuk? Although the fig tree shall not blossom. Although the west is going to burn up in a fervent heat. Although there's going to be earthquakes. Although folks are going to get COVID. Although there's going to be no fruit in the vines, and the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall leave no meat, and the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there is no herd in the stall. Although the judgments of God are coming, yet will I, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Oh. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and He will make my feet like little deer's feet, and He'll make me to walk in high places. How do you how do you respond? You read the book of Habakkuk, he says, Ask God, oh God, what are you gonna do? with the Lord, if the Lord, if we knew all the judgments that God had for this planet, this nation. I think we'd respond like Habakkuk, oh God please don't tell me anymore what you're going to do, huh? I don't want to hear anymore yet will I rejoice. Now imagine I'm going back to this John 11 and I know it's about 6 o'clock and you guys have been great I don't even know what I preach this morning much less tonight. (laughs) But you read it very carefully in John 11 they started saying, well, you know, if he's sleeping, that's probably a good thing because we think he's probably dead. And so finally Jesus looked at him and said, Lazarus is dead. And then he puts in a phrase, read it in the King James Version. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. Now, why would Jesus say, I'm glad I didn't go when Lazarus was sick. You can believe whatever you want, but it's about a day's journey from Bethany to where they were. And when you read this out, the Bible says that Jesus stayed where he was two days. And then he makes the day's journey back. And the Bible says that when he gets back, Lazarus had been dead how many days? Four days. One day to go, two, three, one day to turn back, four. So when they sent the messenger, it wasn't very long until he died. Lazarus died almost immediately after they sent to tell Jesus that he was sick. And what what Jesus said is, I'm glad I didn't go on that first day. I'm glad I waited four days for your sake to the intent that ye may believe. Believe what? Nevertheless let us go unto him. Now when Jesus came he had been in the grave four days already. Travel day, two days. Travel day, four days. So why was Jesus glad that he wasn't there going through the suffering and the death of Lazarus because he had a greater miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Healing him was not the miracle he went there for. He wanted him to be good and dead. Not just one day. Not just well, he was just a few hours dead. Maybe he really wasn't dead. He was mostly dead. that Jews believe that if you have gone at least three days in the grave then you're fully dead you know used to be they would put a bell on a coffin so you know you could ring the bell in case you were buried alive so the Jews believe if you've been in there three days so he made sure there was the fourth day so that everybody would go he's dead He's buried. He's dead, dead, dead. In fact, if we open this right now, you're going to immediately tell how dead he is. Huh? That's why. He said, I want you to know. (laughs) something greater than a healing is going to take place a resurrection I'm here to tell you, when you get the Holy Ghost, you get set up for the greatest miracle. Somebody says, where are the miracles? When somebody gets a hold of the Spirit of God, and that power lives inside, flows through us, that resurrection power, and that's when Thomas said, let's go that we may die with him. Political unrest, the city was in an uproar, and here Jesus shows up, And, and she is so overwhelmed with her grief and overwhelmed with what she's gone through, she forgets that the resurrection power, that Jesus was right there, right now, in Bethany. She was complaining about, I don't know why you didn't show up. I don't know why you let this happen. I know in the resurrection he's going to be alright. I know if you'd have been here four days ago, he'd have made it. What he was basically trying to say was, Martha, do you believe right now? you believe right now? The power of God can work right now? You know, we're, we're guilty of the same thing. Well, if the Lord could have stopped that from happening, or the Lord could, in the resurrection. But guess what? We're serving a God that shows up. Yes right now I, I don't know I don't know what he's going to do I don't know how I, you know you say well what, what's going to happen to I, I don't know I don't know what's going to happen some of these cases I, I would have told you as I as I confessed and I confessed brother Steve Wickline's here and I saw him and I I you know I was like oh lord I'm telling you this is serious it, it's it's horrific and we went by and, and wh- looked at him through the nursing home wall and I, I, how do I, I I have faith yes Lord you can heal him oh I believe it but you know what God is the God of now He is the God of today oh well, hallelujah. In the Old Testament, he says, Fear not. I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. Thou art, I, 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 when the, well, thou, thou art mine. When you pass through the water, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they'll not overflow you. Through the fire, you're not going to be burned. The flame won't be kindled upon you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Since thou were precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable and I have loved thee for uh, he said surely thou art my people children that I will not lie so he was their savior in all their affliction he was afflicted that the angel of his presence saved them in his love and his pity he redeemed them I'm here to tell you that's the kind of God we serve he knows where you are what you're going through and his angel of his presence never leaves you oh I wish I could tell you all about everybody gets the miracle that they you know go through the shadow of death and all of those things and yet here it is in the midst of my pain and suffering if only if only this and if only I don't know I've had people deal with the if only so much of their life if only I'd have bought IBM stock when it first came out, if only I'd have bought a hundred dollars worth of Walmart stock, if only I'd have bought huh? if only I'd have gotten a better job, if only I'd have gotten a different huh? if only, if only, if only if only I'm here to tell you the Lord is in the midst of us he is able to turn around your past. He's able to turn around any mistakes. He is able to turn around everything that's happened. Oh, hallelujah. Then go back to John 11 where he said, Jesus saw her weeping and Jesus and the Jews weeping, which came with her, and he groaned in his spirit, and he was troubled, and he said, where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see and then you know what Jesus wept I used to love to read John eleven thirty eight. 38 I can memorize it two words Jesus wept my mom would say did you learn your memory verse yes Jesus wept Jesus wept and you know what the Jews said behold how he loved him which was true What are you saying When we weep guess who else weeps He said I saw the Jews weeping I saw Mary weeping I saw Martha weep It moves the Lord Don't ever think for one moment that the Lord is uncaring and uncalloused about it. He's just callous. He doesn't care where you are. When, you, when you're up in the midnight hour going through pain don't think that the Lord is saying oh well dear God I don't want to have to deal with that. You know who's there burning the midnight oil. Even if your family's not awake. You know even if there's no one sitting up with you. Even if Jesus is right there in the God of now. He is in the midst of all that you're going through oh I want you to understand you know Jesus wept he was moved the Bible says he is a high priest that is touched by the feelings of what our infirmities why was he weeping he had finished John 11 he knew what he was going to do But to see you weep, he's weeping. Right where you are, he's there going through it. Oh, I'm praying for my children. I'm praying for my spouse. I'm praying. He's going through it with you. Even though he knows the outcome, he knew. I'm fixing to say, Lazarus! And yet he's moved. And then he said, roll the stone away. It's a whole sermon in that. What's keeping me from my miracle? What have I put up? Because I don't want, you know, I and I've seen people go, I don't want anybody to know, I don't want anybody to see me cry, I don't want anybody to see me, I don't want anybody to see my past, I don't want anybody to know what I've gone through, I don't want anybody, I don't want, I don't I want to put up a block. And the resurrection power has to say now this is the guy that had angels roll his own stone away but he made them struggle with Lazarus's stone and then when he called him out I put their their response and I know my time is up they go you remember what Martha said but Lord he stinketh she uses that phrase but Lord he stinketh I don't know if that's a right English word I did this with very little sleep is that called an oxymoron when you put two words that shouldn't go together together I felt like a moron maybe oxy goes with it when you say but Lord expand that but King of kings, Lord of glory, creator of the universe, man that spoke worlds into existence. Why are you saying, but? (laughs) You should say, yes, King of glory, (laughs) creator of the universe. try to argue with God why your miracle can't happen you don't need to say but Lord I know what the doctors have said but Lord I know what the lawyers have said but Lord I just say yes Lord whatever you do I'm with you I'm with you because I know you are the king of kings and the Lord of lords it is not a question of you know can the Lord it is just will. what do you want to do Lord it's all about you and so then the culmination of this miracle you remember when Lazarus comes forth from the tomb what was it that the Lord said he's alive what was it the Lord said remember John 11th chapter remember what he said I don't know how it was bound, how he came out. Why didn't the Lord just vaporize the grave clothes? He said, I know you're going to need people to help you unwrap your miracle. That's what the house of the Lord is all about. We're unwrapping a few miracles. We're unwrapping a miracle, Brother Tracy. We're unwrapping a miracle, Sister Laylee, Brother Tim Galone, Brother Steve Wickline. We're unwrapping some miracles. Oh, Sister Bernice, we're unwrapping a few miracles around here. When we see you praising the Lord, we're saying, oh, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord, look what the Lord. God, you didn't think I'd ever see him walking but now, look what the Lord has done Hallelujah some folks need to realize that's what the body's for if you need a miracle, if you want deliverance, I'm here to tell you there's a group of people that'll help you unwrap your miracle why don't you come? Hallelujah